Welcome to Talking Tuesday. I am your host, Fancy Quant, and today we're going to talk all about corporate politics, right? You typically hear a lot of people say like, oh, you know, that was corporate politics, or you just hear the phrase, it was politics, uh, it was a political move, right? Something occurred. But today we're going to talk a little bit about um, just discussing what is politics, how does it kind of impact different structures, when is it not politics? A lot of times things that are done, I'm going to put in air quotes here correctly, um, seem like politics, but they're not. I'm going to talk a little bit about the gossipy kind of part of it. And then I'm going to talk about how not playing corporate politics is career suicide. Um, putting your head in the sand is not a good idea. And I'll give you a real world example um, of a client I've worked with. Uh, but let's just dive on into this here. So let's talk about politics. So politics is typically viewed as something that happened. It can be good. It can be bad, right? Someone gets a promotion. So you say, oh, you know, they were only kind of promoted because they were friends with so-and-so and it's corporate politics. Uh, and then you say, okay, well, someone got fired and, you know, they got fired because, you know, they didn't get along with this other person. Uh, it's corporate politics. And then like even simple things like, you know, I got a better project than somebody else. So therefore, like it must have been a political move or, you know, somebody got kind of transferred or moved. Right? It's always some kind of changing in like hierarchy or benefit here. So like promotions, demotions, firings, hirings, all that is typically viewed as, you know, corporate politics in a lot of different senses. And then also like just simple things like I mentioned, like getting that project or being removed from a project or something happening. A lot of times people view that as kind of politics as well. Like, oh, it was a political thing. And so they took somebody off, you know, added somebody. We've got a better project. So kind of defining that I think is important. And we're going to look at why labeling things as politics up front is not a good idea. Um, so, yes, I know it's super, super hard, um, especially for me, right? A lot of times things happen and it just seems like from the get-go, this is a political move. Um, tracking your internal politics as a corporation is important. We'll talk a little bit about. But let's talk about real-world things that do happen, that I've seen happen, that I've heard of happen, right? Different experiences on things being done the correct way. Um, so let's talk about this. So I've seen people be promoted. And it seems like it's a very political move. And a lot of the employees and People around go, oh, that was definitely a political move here. But when you promote someone internally, um, a lot of times it comes down to a few things, right? The manager of the person typically pushes for the promotion. That's not always true, though. So sometimes you also have other people in the organization also pushing for them. So this is why I emphasize so much on my channel here is that you need to network and promote and build quality relationships. And we talked about social capital here, building social capital. This is crucial because when you go up for promotions, some firms do it differently, but sometimes it's just like your manager goes to their manager and says, Hey, you know, this person needs a promotion. This is why I think they need a promotion. We have an open spot. Maybe we have extra funding. Something happens and they get a promotion. This is done correctly, right? This is based on your merits. This is based on your experiences. This is like, we're promoting someone good. Um, Again, if you network with all these different people, though, sometimes some heads of departments will sit down with a group of managers and say, hey, we have X amount of dollars in the budget. We're looking to fill these positions. So basically, we have like slots for promotion. And of course, you do this behind closed doors, right? You can't tell every employee, hey, we're going to be looking at you and reviewing you because then people get upset and their feelings get hurt and emotions come into it. Um, but 
again, building that social capital here, really being good to everybody, right? Just being a good person, being a good employee is crucial. But when you're in these conversations, right, there are people that just stand out. Like this person went above and beyond in their daily job. So their manager thinks they're a rock star. Their colleagues think they're a rock star. Um, they've had interactions with other, you know, senior directors, MDs, partners, um, CEOs, CFOs, CROs, things like that. Business units, right? The people they work with, the people they basically touch in their daily work environments, like the people they come in contact with. They all say like, this person is stellar. I wish we had more people like them, right? When you have this sort of feedback and someone gets promoted, right, it's on good merits. It's not politics. There's no political prowess being involved here. And you could argue, you know, oh, social capital is a political move and whatnot. But when it's based on your merits, you're a hard worker, you're getting things done, you have good characteristics. So for example, being promoted to a manager isn't always based on your technical aspects. It can be based on your soft skills, your people skills, uh, your conflict negotiation skills, right? All kinds of things come into play with this. Um, but this is an example of something that really is good that's happening. But a lot of people look at it and say, oh, it's politics, right? Everybody likes him. He's the favorite. You know, it just seems to happen that way. And there have been goods and bads. So that's kind of an example of it really working out. And yes, there are examples of this not working out very well. So I have seen people that, for at least from my perspective here, right? So for me, it seems like a political move. They're friends with somebody, um, they talk a big line, they tell everybody they're very qualified, they can do all this stuff, they're experts, they're geniuses, and then they get these promotions and everyone seems to like them and it's great, right? It seems like social capital. But when you look around on the skill sets here and you realize the person can't do what they're saying they're doing or they're overselling it, so they can kind of do it but not what they're saying they can do. This happens a lot, I see this a lot. Uh, managers buy it up, so a lot of times it's not a political move. Managers just think that they can do it. Um, so again, I just feel like you're a poor manager if you don't <laughs> kind of test your employees a little here, but it happens. Uh, so it's not necessarily a political move. And then there are definitely cases though where I've seen this happen and it's like the manager didn't do the research on it, but the person still got promoted. And it's like everybody loved them because they're nice and friendly and chipper, but they didn't really have the skills to be that position they were filling. They didn't have the technical skills and they didn't have the soft skills. Right? It just didn't fit really well. And this is a crucial example of Politics, right? It happens. Um, other examples of this happening again. So we talked about some truths and some false. Um, when you know something is wrong and it's just being done wrong, and then all of a sudden you start seeing that there are a lot of, I guess, contentious conversations going on. A lot of times these come down to politics. And so why is this important? Um, this is important for a variety of reasons. So I had a client. We'll call him a client. We had a client, someone I knew very close. Um, they were the number one performer in their industry, hands down. Like you can measure it. Clearly there's metrics to measure it. Um, they're performing more than the entire rest of the team combined. Okay. So there's no ands, ifs, or buts. If they got promoted, pushed, moved, bumped, whatever is very well deserved. But the issue was that they ended up being fired. They got let go. They said, you know, this isn't working out. It's not going to happen. So looking back on it, right, it was 2020. They looked at it and they analyzed it and said, you know, it made complete sense. Uh, senior management came in and said, hey, why is this one in person outperforming everybody else? Whatever they're doing, you need to do the same thing. You need to make it happen, right? And so now senior managers between them are getting kind of like their feelings hurt because their jobs are starting to become on the line, right? Why is this one individual contributor outperforming everybody else? 
Why is it happening, right? Obviously, your other employees aren't working or the system they're using or the process or the technique or the education, right? Something's not working. I want it fixed and I want it fixed now. That was the message. And the issue was is the other employees weren't willing to do the work. The managers in the middle weren't willing to do the work. And the one individual contributor continued to be a rock star. So they try to level the playing field, right? They had this nonsensical equality BS that occurs. And what they ended up doing was redistributing resources in a way that would essentially harm the individual contributor and make everybody else look good. So they waited. And performance went by again. They told the management, you know, it was this excuse. He had better resources. He had better, you know, staff and all this stuff. So we re-switched everything up and we changed it. And now what's going to happen is they're like planning this is going to go well. We're going to look good. It's all going to be okay, right? And then what happens is, right, performance comes out. Boom, he blows him out of the water again, right? They changed everything. He should have failed. He beat him again. So they ended up firing him. So looking back, right, it was 2020, like, okay, this is what's happening. But I think a lot of professionals, like in this example, right, they weren't looking at the politics. They knew it was kind of going on, and they thought, you know, like, yeah, I'm an all-star. I'm outperforming. You can't fire me. I'm the best out there. But you have to stop and realize sometimes that, The politics, a lot of times, will outweigh your performance. And so I talk a lot about, you know, personal performance and soft skills and technical skills and kind of putting it all together. But again, playing the political game is crucial, right? It will make or break your career. And what do I mean by this? And how could this individual have avoided this conflict? So one, you don't want to just stop performing and stop doing your job just because, things aren't working out, right? I I just don't want to be like, okay, the politics are getting dicey. I know I'm in trouble. Um, What do I want to do here? Do I want to just stop doing my job? Do I want to perform less? Like, what's going to happen? I don't think that's a viable route. I think it's a dumb decision. But what you can do or start looking for exit strategies or start looking for ways to kind of network in and work the politics on the other side. So working the politics is extremely risky, takes a lot of effort, a lot of skill, a lot of networking. Uh, In this individual's case, I think it would have been very beneficial to have reached out to the executives because they're already somewhat tied. They're not too far apart in the hierarchy. So it's not like you're running from like, let's say an analyst through an associate, through a VP, through a senior VP, through a director, through a senior, like there wasn't like 50 roles here. There was just a couple and they'd already had interactions in the past. You know, one really risky route, which could have saved you would have been just going to them and talking to them and saying, hey, I know this is what the corporation's doing. I know we're pushing this and pitching them the plan. Like, this is my plan that you could fix all these things. I've already pitched it to, you know, my manager, my director here. They're not on board. They don't want to do it. I know they're in a tight spot here, um, but this is really what's happening. And this is, you know, how you can fix it, right? Show the problem, provide a solution. Uh, this is super risky though. Why? Because going around someone is not typically viewed as a good political move, Right. You upset your manager in the middle. Um, you upset other people in the organization as well because they feel like you're kind of going around the system. You're not following, we'll put it in quotes, air quotes here, the rules, right? The social rules that you report in this ridiculous hierarchy. Um, I'm somewhat of a dicier corporate player. I don't mind going around people as much. Again, but I have to have good intentions to do it. Like I'm not going around to get someone fired. I'm not going around to make myself look better than I am. Again, if I have legitimate reasons, I'm going to do things. That's just who I am. But I take it into consideration, right? There are a lot of cases where I wanted to go around someone and I just thought about it and thought, it's going to burn the bridge here with my manager. I want to stay in this team in this position for a while. I'm not willing to risk that type of move. 
Um, so that's the first route, right? I don't think they would have done that, but that is one option. The second option is basically, so the first option is like the fight or flight. That's the fight. The second option is going to be your flight piece here. So the flight piece is going to be, all right, you know you're in the hot seat. You know you're going to get screwed somehow, right? It's like a 90% probability you're not going to be doing well. Start looking around in the industry, right? Start talking to your, your network contacts, reaching out saying, hey, you know, I'm the top performer, you know, X, Y, and Z. I'm looking for a new role. Uh, I love the company I'm at, but things are just kind of getting a little bit uneasy with you know corporate politics, right? Be honest and open with people why you're looking for a new job, why you want a new opportunity. Again, define exactly what you want though. I want a job doing X, Y, and Z. This is what would make it great, wonderful for me. So reaching out and finding that exit plan would have been crucial for that individual because if they would have done that, they would have had a lot of opportunities because they were pretty hot in their job market. Everybody wanted them. As soon as they were fired and laid off, it just didn't look good, right? And then it was kind of struggle to find a job. And then the timing with economic situations was kind of a little dicey too for the industry that they were in. It was just not good timing. And so they ended up in a very poor situation for not playing the politics. All right. And then to kind of wrap up this whole politics podcast here and talking about this is how do you play the politics and how do you do it correctly? So <laughs> we're going to define this here. Um, when you play dirty politics, I view this as not playing correctly, right? You're not playing by the rules. Um, you're just kind of screwing people over because you don't like that, that they realize that you're a fraud or a phony. And I see this a lot. People have gotten promoted, right? So they started off as an individual contributor. They were mediocre. And then they were friends with somebody who was just being nice and kind of promoted them. And then they ended up getting promoted again and again and again. And what ends up happening is the only way they can stay in these roles... Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you're an engineer or a scientist, you love Formula One, you love cycling, you love learning about how new technologies are changing the world around us, then I thought you may want to listen in to my new podcast, the Neil Ashton Podcast. We talk to leading engineers and scientists from around the world, hear about their life stories, hear about new technologies, and hopefully educate you and give you a better sense of how key things like machine learning, artificial intelligence, supercomputing are changing the world around us. If that sounds like it's something you might like, you should come and have a listen. Is playing dirty politics because what ends up happening is people start realizing they can't do the job, right? That first promotion was a little too soon. So, okay, it's a little too soon. And then the second promotion was way too soon, right? They weren't prepared for the first promotion and now the second promotion's really putting them in a bad spot. And then the third promotion comes and now it's just like all hell's breaking loose, right? There's nothing they can do to do the job. They're not qualified, right? But what do you do in that position? You can't say, oh, I like, I guess you could say I don't want the promotion, which would probably be the smart move to do here. Um, but most people aren't going to do that. And so then you end up in dirty politics, which is you try to get rid of the people that are basically pointing out that you're a fraud and a phony. And I see this happen and it's very damaging to corporate culture executives have gone in and tried to remove people in different atmospheres with this. So yes, I've worked at startups. I've seen it from the executive side. Um, I've worked with different clients. So again, this isn't personal here, but I've worked with different clients that have been in these situations where you can see essentially senior managers trying to figure out what's going on. There's so much politics moving around. It's hard to tell, right? Like we talked about at the beginning, who's being promoted based on performance, who's being promoted based on like favors and kickbacks here. And they're being made to look better than they are. Um, it's super, super challenging. And so my advice for playing the politics correctly is A, be honest 
and truthful and fair and speak the truth here, right? I think a lot of people don't understand this piece very well, which is if you, so let's give a little example here. When someone comes to you and says, you know, Dimitri, um, I have this, uh, this interview, I've had this employee list, right? Let's say there's so many employees, we're really struggling to get performance out of it. Uh, you seem to work well with these individuals. You seem to have a really good grasp on the technical materials as well. Can you just give me an overview of the pros and cons of these different employees, right? So a lot of people are uncomfortable with this type of question. For me, I love it. Like, like right, like I'm all excited and giddy. Like, let's sit down and chat, right? <laughs> I like to gossip a little bit. Um, which is a weakness of mine somewhat, but uh, I don't mind sitting down and telling them, you know, this is what's going on. So I've had somebody come to me and say, Dimitri, um, this individual has been underperforming. Um, I think we should get rid of them. What do you think? Uh, do you think you could, like, what's what's going on here? You worked with them, you tell me. And I've sat and chatted with them and I was like, you know what? Uh, this person definitely struggled. This is my review of them. So I give all the negative feedback. This is where they've underperformed. This is why they're not performing. Um, and then I diagnose the problem here. I don't think they're being managed very well because of these reasons. And I explain it to them. I said, okay, so if you're going to change the way it's structured here and you make them do different types of work, you need to change the way they're being managed, structure the way that their work's being done differently. I think you can get a lot out of them. So I think you should keep them, okay? That's one example. A second example is I've had people come to me and ask, again, internal advice here, right? From a management perspective of, Dimitri, this person, you know, give me the feedback on them, what do you think? And I've just gone on about this person is not good, right? They don't have the educational background, they don't have the technical skills, they've botched, you know, these projects. And I list out every project they screwed up. I talk about exactly where they messed up on these projects, the basics, right? If it's something complicated and technical, right, it's hard to say like, oh, you screwed up. It's like, well, it was really challenging, right? Someone's gonna screw up. But it's the easy, low-hanging fruit opportunities that are just missing every single time right? I don't want you on my team and I don't want to work with you in general. So it doesn't matter where you are in the corporation, you're going to weaken what we're trying to do here. You're making my job more challenging. You're making your job more challenging. You're making everybody's job more challenging. And so at that point, right, I went through and said, you know, these are the few positives I do see with them, right? I listed off a few positives, but in general, I think we should get rid of them. And this is why. Again, right, this is seems like a political move here, but again, it's improving teams. It's improving the teams you're on. It's improving the work you're doing. Uh, it's helping the corporation. Um, that individual, again, is not gonna be in a very good spot, but again, you should have been looking at kind of what's going on around you. Like if you're underperforming for, I don't know, over I guess this individual, like two and a half, three years, you should have figured it out by then, right? It, this isn't rocket science. Um, but again, playing the politics here, being honest and fair, right? I didn't go after any of these individuals perfect, like on their personality wise. There are people I absolutely can't stand. I hate them as a person based on their personality. I think they're just bad people. Uh, but again, I don't, I don't incorporate that into the conversation unless that impacts the way that they're interacting with other team members. So if they're causing issues and contention, then it's consideration. But if I just don't like you, right, that should not be considered. That's just not good management, it's not good politics, it's not good anything. So I've worked with a lot of people I don't like that have been great performers, and again, keeping them on is crucial. But you don't go after them personally, you stick to the honest truths and facts, and when you do the analysis, the pros and the cons, make sure you put time into sitting and thinking. So I actually sit down and I think through what are the pros, what are the cons, um, am I shorting this person? So if I dislike them, am I giving them too many cons? Am I not giving them enough pros? 
if I think I'm biased, sometimes I'll talk to other people and other teams and around me and ask, you know, what's going on? What do you think of them? What do you really like about them? Because maybe they love them and think they're a great person. And so I'm trying to get those pros so I can make a better decision on my end. Um, with the cons on it, right? It's always challenging. You don't want to ding people. Um, the same goes over good people. So when you have someone and you like them and you want to hire them and they just seem like a perfect fit or they should get promoted, um, again, start looking at, am I being biased? Am I overly confident in them? Am I overly excited? Is there somebody else on the team, again, in a personal, private, one-on-one -on -one conversation that could give me better feedback? And this goes for hiring as well, right? It takes a team to hire people, in my opinion. Um, everybody's gonna have their own bias somewhat. So I have more of a technical bias because I come from a more technical background. Um, other managers are gonna have more of a personality bias or a management bias or you know different styles of work biases. So I prefer individual works. So I prefer individual people that like to work on individual teams that work well on their own. Right? I don't wanna team manage everybody and babysit you. But some people do better like that. Some people like the team. But playing the politics, just being honest and fair, doing real good evaluations, Again, do your job the best you can do it. If you're failing, you're not doing well, figure out how to do it better. If you do, you'll put yourself in a lot better position for social capital and a political standpoint. Um, again, don't play politics for the sake of playing politics. Don't play dirty politics. Don't lie, cheat, and steal to get ahead. I see this a lot. People underperform, they lie, they try to make things seem differently, they're incompetent, so then they lie again, and then what happens is you get busted because people ask you for the details and the facts and you can't recall what happened because guess what? You don't know what you're doing. So again, playing politics here, my advice on this is be honest and fair, network with people, build honest, truthful relationships. If people don't like you and they don't wanna work with you and there's political games going on, just avoid them, right? That's what I've done, I avoid them. Um, sometimes you have, again, so the final wrap up here, you have team mentality, and I hate team mentality, not a fan of teams in general, um, but you get team mentality where it's like, you realize there's two political parties that are fighting it out sometimes, and you have to be on team A or team B. I don't like to take sides, I don't like to be on any camp in any argument, right? I like to look at things objectively and say, hey, this person had a better point, I agree with this person, I think we should do this, all right? All right, Camp B said this for a different argument and a different you know, point. I think that's better, let's go with that. Um, again, if you pick a team and you're like ride or die, right? you're so dedicated to them that um, if they end up getting let go and the politics go the wrong way and everybody realizes you're on their team, right? you could be next to go because of it. I don't like to bank my career on a team or other people around me. Again, building these relationships is crucial. Being honest and trustful is crucial. Because for me, for example, a lot of people know me as someone who's outspoken. I like to rock the boat a little bit, I'll tell you the truth. Um, but at the same time, they know I'm not gonna lie and I'm not gonna give you a false perception and I don't play teams. So people are like, all right, I trust Dimitri, you know, in a way it's like I'm kind of on their team, they feel like I'm on their side, I'm honest, I'm truthful. So they choose to hear what I have to say. Uh, but again, I don't like to play the team mentality just do what's honest and do what's best. Um, but on the politics side, keep an eye out what's going on. Try to realize what's gonna happen before it happens. Um, if you see fishy things going on and you don't wanna get involved, don't get involved. Like Avoid those as much as possible, right? Nothing good happens from politics. Um, get promoted, get rid of people, be a good manager based on your merits and their merits. Uh, don't base it on friendships and like, I don't know, quid pro quos, whatever they call it. Um, I see this happen occasionally. It's not good. Um, it hurts the company, it hurts you, it hurts your reputation. I've seen people that will hire, promote, and fire based on specific things. And 
it's well known in teams and organizations and even industry-wide sometimes that companies are biased or an individual is biased. And because of that, uh, I think it really tarnishes your reputation as a professional. So those are kind of the ins and outs of corporate politics. I hope you guys enjoyed this. It's just kind of looking at it from a different perspective. I think sometimes it's hard to define what things are, like what is politics, what's not politics. So as a general takeaway here, right, a lot of times you might think something is politics and you don't see all the details. So managers see things from a different perspective, they have more information. Um, most managers do the right thing. Second point, avoid the politics, avoid the dirty politics, don't get involved. And the third point is keep an eye out for what's going on, be honest, fair, and truthful, and you should be all right in a career. Uh, again, if you can get out before your time, before you get basically chopped, that's perfect. Uh, if you get chopped, it kind of sucks, but if you built capital, that social capital, you've worked well with people, you've been honest and fair in all your dealings, you should be all right. So anyways, thanks for listening, and as always, until next time.